LaCroix Sparkling Water delivers refreshment, flavor, and a sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. There are 27 LaCroix flavors. The newest addition to the family are Limoncello and Pastique. LaCroix Sparkling Waters are gluten-free, vegan, kosher, non-GMO, Whole30 approved, and environmentally friendly. LaCroix cans are sustainable and recyclable, and they're the first on the market to be produced without BPA liner. Enjoy LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your family. LaCroix Sparkling Water is available nationwide for a full list of retailers. Visit www.lacroixwater.com. For more information, join the LaCroix community on social at LaCroix Water. From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanin Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome back to another episode. This is so weird. <laughs> we're trying our first Zoom with visual this time, so now we're looking at each other. But welcome back to another episode of Ladies Like Us. I'm Nadia Moham. I'm Nazani Mindy. And it's another wonderful Tuesday in quarantine, folks. <laughs> yeah. We just found out we're um, extended until end of July. Okay, so I kept hearing rumors. I haven't actually looked it up. I just heard everything from Instagram, you know, our official source of news. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's all over. It's on, if you look on like CNN, it's all over. Right, right, right. So it's been extended till July? Yes, end of July. So, first. Two more months. Um, to me, it's not that shocking. Yeah. We kind of we kind of said that in the, from the get go. Yeah, I'm not like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? Like, I just, it's like not. It's just like, okay, more of the same. Yeah, like I don't, and and people are freaking out, which I get. We're all handling it differently. We all feel differently. We all have different jobs. I get it. Um, but it's, um, I think it's a good idea, personally. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they let us out right now, people are going to go hard. Yeah. Especially like Memorial Day weekend's coming. Like people are going to want to party, which is going to really stop people. Like if you're going to do something, you're going to do something. Like nobody is going to stop anybody. But I think it lessens it a lot more. We went to, um, did you go see the Blue Waves? The Bioluminescence? We drove past it. We like one day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so Naz and I tried to go see it a um, couple weeks back, and we just drove by m- the marina area, but there were so many cops, like, they would not let any of us stop. Yeah. So we ended up not being able to see it, but then Omar and I went to Venice, uh, because Sophie, uh, Miguel's manager, she lives in Venice, and she was like, if you go to this area, the cops don't really care, they don't mess with you, it's not that crowded, like, you can come see it. So we're like, cool, let's go see it. And there's like this huge sign that says beach is closed and you see all these people. And I'm not going to lie, like him and I, obviously we wore masks. We took the dogs. We wanted to get out of the house and like, we're like, okay, if we didn't think it was going to be that crowded, we went on a Friday night and it was packed, but we, but we kept our distance from everyone. Like, right. We didn't get close. Everybody was up close, all lined up. And we were like, let's just like stand further back and watch it. Cause we really wanted to see it. We're already here. I already paid for the parking. Like we're going to see these waves. I get it. And it's like, yeah. when are we going to see this again? We don't know. Right. 
I get it. I but it definitely it. made us feel weird. We were like, should we be here? This is weird. Is this okay? Are we allowed? Like, right. it was strange. It was very strange. So people were like, are in the front all bunched together? Yeah. Yeah. Just everywhere. People were just like, nobody was wearing masks. There were like some people, but not a lot. Right. You know, and I'm sorry. Like, I don't. I don't know enough about, we mean, first of all, we don't know enough about this yet. No, no. That's why there's so many different rules and precautions and things keep changing. Right. Um, I'm keeping my mask on. Like, Please. why risk it? You know what I mean? I, Even uh, when I take the dogs out, I wear my mask. Right. I agree with you on it. A thousand percent. And I don't yeah. know why people are having such a hard time with it. They feel like their freedom in some ways being like revoked. Well, it's called privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get to that. But it's this is for the greater good of yeah. humanity and our community. And it's actually, you're, to me, I look at it as we're respecting one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like somebody that you don't know could be uncomfortable. So why are you taking the chance? Just wear your mask. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. get it. I do yeah. Don't. It's all about respecting each other. I agree. Um, yeah. And, Again, we just don't know enough. And I think when you get groups of people who have never been suppressed ever in their life, right. this, which although it is dramatic, we are forced to stay inside. Mm-hmm. It is not the worst thing in the world. There are, you know what I mean? And so for them, it this is a crazy oppression to them. And it to me, that's ridiculous. Get over it. Get over yourself. Get over your privilege. Follow the rules. Yeah. We have to do this. We have to. And the longer that people don't do this, the longer we're going to be asked to stay inside. That's yeah, exactly. Hello. Do you know. get this? I don't understand. I know. I know. Go, go to your essential places like, and come yeah. home. I don't know. I know. There was a woman... Um, I guess somebody threw a birthday party in Pasadena at a park. Uh huh. And she wasn't feeling well. Oh, great. And got like seven people sick at the Oh, great. Yeah. I'm just like, that's even like, if you don't feel well, why are you going out? Exactly. So basically, what happened was too, coming to that, um, my dad owns a smog shop on top of his body shop that he has, an auto shop. So my dad has a smog shop. He has a guy that works there throughout the week. And my dad goes there and checks on in the weekends. So he's working there and his brother, I think brother or cousin comes to stop by and visit him and use the bathroom. He had his daughter with them. They needed to use the restroom. So he's like, let's go stop by his spot. We'll use the restroom and go about our way. Well, he sees him and he kind of was like keeping his distance. And he's like, are you okay? What's going on? He's like, I'm not really feeling well. I have a fever and chills. And this guy is walking around town, driving to stores and places with his little daughter. Just So then he gets tested because his brother, I can't remember, brother, cousin, whatever, tells him, you should go get tested. You know, that's not okay. Right. (laughs) So he goes and gets tested that day. And he later finds out that he he had COVID. He tested positive for it. So my dad then has to send his worker, his employee home, quarantine him. My dad had to go to the shop a few days later. And my dad was just, you know, there's like a 
paranoia that happens and you're not really sure. I mean, the chances are unlikely. It's been a few days, but we don't know what he's touched or if it hasn't been cleaned, whatever. You know, the money, he maybe he touched money. Who knows? So my dad went and got the test because he just wanted to be sure. And um, he said it, it was not pleasurable because <laughs> he did the swab and it, it goes deep in there. And he said, like, you pull up, you drive up and they tell you, okay, you might want to hold on to the steering wheel. Like, you're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he said it wasn't painful. It's not like a, like a, like pain, yeah. but it's very, very uncomfortable. That's what I feel like when we go to like our gyno, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not painful. I know. Like we share a gyno. <laughs> like our gyno. <laughs> comfortable but it doesn't hurt yeah 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 you're just like so how's the weather uh (laughs) it's like so uncomfortable i'm like can i take my legs off of this thing right (laughs) the holsters (laughs) i get that but anyways enough of this corona talk we'll get more to that later what have you been eating what have you been doing what have you been watching okay so i've been i've actually been eating really well um so we've been cooking a lot but when we don't cook i have my eat naked yeah which they are my favorite prep like meals that i've ever had right like now i've been on it for months and by now i'd have been like oh i'm so over it like yeah i'm so done or like i'm bored or like you just get over them Right, right. Same, like you just are done. And I haven't felt that way with them. Yeah, that's a first for you. You always get over them. <laughs> like three months in before, I'd be like, no, it's not for me. Like, I don't, but these, yeah. are, these are good. So that's good. Eating really well. The only thing, of course, is like sugar. I yeah, sugar's hard to cut. It's just like I stopped baking. Did I tell you I made the Disney girls? We, so we made the churros, uh, but I didn't have the right tip. It was too small. So we ended up making like churro fries, yeah. which I was, I was like, this might be something. I don't know if they exist already, but they were good. Cause they were like smaller and crispier. Right. They, they were really good. So I, need- but I did order the bigger tip on Amazon. So I'll make bigger ones and I'll send you, send you some. See, I get like, I can't say no to that. I know they're <laughs> good too. <laughs> But Never say no to a churro. Oh, especially a Disney one. I can't say no. <laughs> right? Oh. Miguel should make you a Disney day and recreate the rides. Love that. I miss it. <laughs> Have you seen that meme floating around where people put their cat on the teacups? <laughs> yes, I love that. I That's love like this year, we're definitely not going to Disneyland for my birthday. Like, or because we go every year. I know we're definitely not going. Like, right. But we'll see what, I don't even know, what are they going to do? Like, what do you do? Well, they said that the one in China's reopening. So I don't know. The the crazy thing is I keep thinking about how are they going to do theme parks? Because everyone touches everything. There's no way that you can sit there and disinfect everything between people, between the rides going, the railing in the line. Um, let alone the line you're you're stuck next to people in close proximity like I don't know how that's going to change and it's so easy to like stop somewhere and eat and right. you're 
you know what I mean? Like you're grabbing popcorn. You're right. like, you think about what you're touching. No, no. Just like walking around and like, you know, you're enjoying everything. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Right. Right. Like, I don't know. What they were, uh, what they're doing at 24 hour fitness. Uh, did I, I don't know if I told you, but no. they're allowing people in a small amount. You have to like make an appointment for like an hour. Oh yeah. And then after the hour is done, you have to leave. They disinfect the whole place for 30 minutes and then uh-huh. they let the next group in for an hour. So that is going to happen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Other gyms will do that too. I think it's smart. I, yeah. I mean, that sounds like the best way to deal with it the situation. And, and it also in some really crazy way could keep you accountable because you have an appointment. Like right, you have right. to go and you only got an hour. Right. So, Kind of like that's your time spot, slot, and if you don't take it, you can't go. So, right, it, it could, could be, be good or bad, <laughs> like, or you don't care. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, I mean, Omar and I had a nice little discussion, and we've decided we're going to create a nice little schedule for ourselves good. just to create consistency because it's you know, it's no secret obviously that the key to success is consistency in every aspect of your life, whether it's working out, eating right, business, whatever it is. Um, just creating that schedule and structure really does help. Yeah. And it's so you're doing it. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I just had like a meltdown like last week and I was like, I can't do it. Like so stressed. Like it just starts to feel like, you're on this tread, endless treadmill of where am I going? What am I doing? How can I start these projects that I want to start? Because it's like certain things that I want to do mm-hmm. require the world to reopen. Do you know what I mean? It's things that I can't necessarily do on my own. There are things that I can do on my own, of course. Right. But there's a lot of other things that, you know, I would like to start that I need things to pick back up again and so it's just frustrating and yeah we just had a talk and he was he was just like you know I was like I need a schedule and he could just see like well let's do it together let's create it let's you know the problem is he works well it's not a problem but the the situation is he works Monday through Friday at a certain time so his schedule hasn't changed right but he's still at home so it's just an interesting twist but We'll figure it out. We're thriving over here. I'm taking my vitamins every day. <laughs> Good. Good. No, I think with a schedule, like you guys will feel, especially you, you'll feel so much better. Yeah, I need it. It'll, it'll bring back some kind of like normality. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't feel as like the days are just never ending and it's like all mashed up. It's Exactly. And that's, that's what I was feeling. And it's stressful. It is stressful. So. And I- a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 super important to um, keep a schedule and and understand our anxiety. So, our guest today, Nicole Russell, we've had her on before. She's a good friend of ours. Um, she has a nonprofit. She's an author. She's just all around amazing. So we're really happy to have her today. Yes, and she's a former guest. We're bringing some of our former guests back and kind of checking in with them and seeing how they're doing during this quarantine crisis. So stay tuned, stick with us. We'll be back with Nicole. Do you normally depend on monthly trips to your waxer to get rid of unwanted hair? Are you removing hair while at home? 
Flamingo makes body care products starting with hair. It all started when a collective of women at the men's shaving brand Harry's saw the need for better body hair removal products for women. Their head-to-toe wax kits contain everything you need for stress-free at-home waxing, from body and face wax strips to calming aloe vera serums. I love the Flamingo head-to-toe wax kit because it's super easy to use, it's fast and effective, and I stay hairless a lot longer. Try the Flamingo head-to-toe wax kit today at shopflamingo.com slash ladies. Get 20 face wax strips, 24 body wax strips, post-wax cloths, a calming aloe vera serum for just $19, and it ships for free. See why Refinery29 calls it the only at-home wax strips not hated. Get yours today for just $19 plus free shipping at shopflamingo.com slash ladies. We all have questions about coronavirus. Learning more about how it impacts women can help researchers find ways to prevent, treat, and beat it while ensuring the care we receive is tailored to our needs. You can help researchers understand more about how women have been affected by coronavirus by participating in Research Goes Red, the American Heart Association's joint collaboration between Go Red for Women and Virili's Project Baseline Initiative to form the largest, most engaged research community that's for women, by women. Research Goes Red just launched a survey to better understand how women have been personally impacted by coronavirus whether or not they have it. We are in this together. The more we know about women and our overall health, the more lives we can save for generations to come. For more information about how you can drive science ahead, visit projectbaseline.com slash go red. The link is also in our show notes. Once again, that's projectbaseline.com slash go red. All right, guys, we are back with Ladies Like Us, and today our special guest is Nicole Russell. We've had her on before. She is the founder of the Precious Dreams Foundation. She's our dear friend and my Aries fellow sister. Welcome her to the show. Hi. Hi. What's up, girls? We're finally doing a visual Zoom. <laughs> this is nice. I like it. I, know. I can see you now. <laughs> at, at first, it was kind of weird for us because we obviously we haven't done it before, so it was a little <laughs> like, weird. But it's fine. Yeah, no, I like this. It works. No, the only time I've been on Zoom is our like birthday parties. Right. We're completely trash. Yeah. <laughs> the only yeah. Time. <laughs> I unfortunately I'm on Zoom every day because of work. Um, But it's always nice when I'm on Zoom with friends. It makes me feel so much closer to you guys. Exactly. Little piece of comfort that we need. Nicole, Mm -hmm. you're um, you're in New York right now. Yes. And you've been in New York the entire quarantine. So tell us how it's been in NYC because it hit you guys really hard. Mm -hmm. Yes. It actually hit us harder than any place in the world. I realized that, you know, we had more uh, COVID positive cases in New York than like other countries, um, more than Russia, more than every place. Um, so that's just crazy when I think about the numbers. But um, New York City is the place that never sleeps. And this is the first time in my life that I have seen everything in New York completely stop. Um, this pandemic has affected every single person, I think, in the world, but especially in New York. 
Um, so there is no normal for us. Um, the streets are just quiet. Um, people are feeling anxious. It's, um, it's a scary time. It's a really, really scary time, but it's been a roller coaster of emotions for me. And I think just everyone that I know who's kind of going through this, everyone knows someone who has been either directly impacted or has lost someone due to COVID. So we've all just kind of been trying to figure it out and like, trying to figure out, um, you know, where is the light at the end of the tunnel? Like, when does New York start to feel kind of normal? Will there ever be another normal? There's just so many questions. Like, have you um, recently felt any kind of, like, energy shift? Like, people are starting to go out a little more. Like, has that been happening in New York? It has. Um, It has, and in some ways it's a bit disappointing because we're not supposed to be going out yet. Um, but you know, people are just feeling anxious. They're craving vitamin D they're craving space. As you know, apartments in New York city are typically small. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are going out in parks, but then there's also the issues of like racial injustice in New York. So in some denser communities, people are afraid to get outside and get some fresh air because there's a lot of police brutality that's happening against people of color. So you're seeing in certain areas, people are kind of hanging out, riding bikes, you know, having picnics, kind of trying to find some normalcy. And then there's like other areas where there's many buildings, not, not big enough parks that people can really social distance, um, but they want to get outside too. And, and they're just afraid to do so. Yeah. This is all, it's really heavy. This is a really heavy time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, and I know that you had two people in your family right? Be diagnosed? Oh my God. More than that. I had, so it was my, my dad, my stepmom, my aunt, my uncle, and my neighbor who got, who were tested positive for COVID. And then my aunt ended up passing. Um, she didn't make it. My aunt, my dad, my uncle, and my neighbor were all in the hospital at the same time. Wow. So it was extremely overwhelming for me and for everyone in my family, because it's the first time in all of our lives that we've had sick family members that we could not visit um, and that we could not help. And the thing is, you know, no one, no one is sending out a guide for like, what do you do if you get COVID and have to go to the hospital? So people don't know. Um, So people are afraid they're experiencing the symptoms and they're just getting up and going. People are not grabbing phone chargers thinking that like, I'm going to be in the hospital maybe for two weeks And if my phone dies, there's no way that I can communicate with my family. So, I mean, lucky for us, my dad went to the doctor first and he was, um, he tested positive, but they also told him that he needed to go to the hospital because his oxygen levels were like 62. He just couldn't breathe on his own. So my dad went home first, he got his charger, he got his phone, um, and he let us know what was happening. So at least we can kind of prepare to figure out like, how to communicate with him throughout the process. But there were family members that we could not talk to. And my aunt who passed, she didn't have a, a cell phone, a charged cell phone with her. Um, so we were calling the hospital every day, but the staff were so overwhelmed that they couldn't provide updates. And it was like, you know, one of my family members spoke to her four days prior to her passing. And we really don't know what happened in between. Wow. That is just I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like just a crazy time. And it's like, 
you know, I, I was going through all of that with my family. We're dealing with the stress. But then so many other people I knew were dealing with the same. And then, you know, I had, I had written an article about it and people started DMing me saying, like, I just lost my dad. I just lost my mom. Like, I'm praying for you. And I'm just like, how are we finding the strength to, to cope with our own madness, but then also, like, pray for others? And yeah. it's just crazy times we're living in. Wrote this article about your experience with it, or because I've been—I know you wrote, wrote it, and I've been meaning to read it. I forgot you wrote that. Where can people find that, and what is it about? Yeah, so it's on thriveglobal.com. Okay. It is—I think the title of the article is "Finding Comfort in the COVID Chaos." Mm-hmm. And I actually just started writing for myself. I wrote it so that I could start trying to process the thoughts that I was having, but then also knowing that like, if I share my testimony with others, um, they might find some comfort in that. Yeah. That, that is the one key factor of if everyone shares their experience, um, whatever it is during the situation, that is kind of what unites us and makes us still feel connected because we are all going through together. And at any point it could affect directly affect one of us. That's what's so crazy. None of us are untouchable. No, I don't. So, yeah, that's why I just tell everyone, like in, in the very beginning, I was saying, I know that you feel powerless. I know you're feeling afraid, but just stay indoors because you're keeping yourself healthy, but you're also looking out for others. And when this first happened, I wanted to be around my family and friends more than anything. But the reason why my entire family got sick is because they got together. My family was together playing cards. The week before we were all, um, we, we we got the shelter at home announcement. So one person got sick and then the next person got sick. And then they all realized that like one person had COVID, had no symptoms. They had no idea. And the family was together and that's how everyone ended up getting sick. So yeah, family get together. (laughs) Everybody stay home. (laughs) I know. They're having a a very hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I definitely broke the rules and went to go see my mom uh, for Mother's Day. But we all wore masks. Yeah. And we all sat outside in the backyard. And we just really kept our distance. Like, and I told her, I was like, listen, this is a situation. It's up to you. Do you want me to come? She was like, just come. Like she didn't care. She's like, I need to see you. So, I mean, we, we did our best to respect the rules. Um. It, it, then that's the thing is that we're dealing with trying to stay home and trying to follow these rules. But at some point we are going to have to shift into a new normalcy and get back to our lives. So what does that consist of? And that creates a lot of stress because it's just like, what do we do? All this uncertainty creates so much stress in people. So, I mean, do you have like, what has been helping you personally deal with that stress? Um, you know, I had to make a list of all of the things I was doing before this, Mm -hmm. um, to remind myself of like what kept me sane. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's interesting because in my, in my book, the first, the very first two questions are what gives you comfort and what would you do if all of that was taken away? Mm -hmm. So I had already been thinking of like my plan B, my plan C, like all of these different things. So, um, I started my list. One of the things that gives me comfort is just 
walking. Like in New York City, you walk everywhere. I walk fast, you know, it it just feels good being outdoors and walking. Um, Now that I can't do that, I was like, how can I stay active? What can I do? So sometimes it's, you know, simply going outside, walking around the community. Um, It feels good just to get the fresh air. Speaking of fresh air, before this, I relied heavily on air conditioning and and heat. Like controlling my temperature was a thing. Every day I was like, I'm too cold, I'm too hot. I have the windows wide open in my apartment every day, all day long. So I can feel connected to the world so that I can hear what's going on outside. So I can hear the birds and just get fresh air. Like it, it feels really good to just have the windows open. So that's new for me. Um, and then writing, writing has always been like part of my journey, part of like my self care routine, but now I'm going back into journaling, which isn't something that I prioritized before I was mainly like writing for other people. Now I am writing for myself. Like before I go to bed at night, I'm like, let me write about this crazy day. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just slowly starting to adapt but then like change some of what I did before and figure out how to make it make it work now right that is so important the journaling I got to get better at that I always talk about it <laughs> and like a year from now you can read it and be like wow like yeah. I really went through that shit like I lived it like it's gonna be crazy and years from now showing like our kids like it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing like so advice that I always give to children is like document this time because kids love sharing their lives right they post on snapchat on instagram it's like what can i show that i'm doing right now but i want kids to focus on like a bigger project of how do you document this time in covid because you're going to want to share that story years from now to you know either your children or your grandchildren so you know being that most kids have phones take your phone out and start like blogging every day and capturing what's happening in your home, you know, writing about it, because those are just great things to reflect on when this is over. Someone is going to ask you many times in life, what did you do during the COVID pandemic? So kids should be able to have like a a strong testimony to share. Yeah, I love that. Man. Like I just sat around and ate Cheetos and watched Netflix. (laughs) And that's great, right? Like, like, I am absolutely in love with my new favorite subscription. If you guys haven't heard about Cosbox by now, it is a quarterly, that's four times a year, subscription box curated by women for women that is filled with all sorts of amazing products and brands that have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. The last four boxes sold out within days, which I can believe because you get over $250 plus worth of products for less than $50. Every cause box is limited edition and comes with six to eight full size products. You can get everything from skincare and jewelry to homewares and accessories. The amazing thing about Cosbox is that it's not filled with random stuff. They send you quality products that you're going to love and actually use every day. I got my own sample box and here's what was in mine. I got a super cute striped canvas duffel, a thermal tumbler, and some really cute little stud earrings. What is also pretty cool is that Cosbox also comes with an exclusive magazine that tells the story and mission behind each product in the box. 
We are loving seeing our listeners getting their cost boxes. If you get one, tag us and let us know what your favorite product was. For me, the canvas duffel was probably the one to beat, but I loved absolutely everything in it. The best part is that, of course, we got our listeners an exclusive discount. Go to www.cosbox.com ladies and use the code ladies to get your first box for 30% off. As in, you can get your first box worth over $250 for less than $39 plus free shipping. If you haven't gotten your Cosbox yet, go check it out now before it sells out. I can tell you firsthand, you're going to love it. Last week, we raved about Caldrea, and this week is no exception. Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with delectable scents, making caring for ourselves and our homes a beautiful experience. We are obsessed with the hand soaps and lotions, but in addition to those, Caldrea also has home cleaning products that effectively clean while transforming your home with your favorite fragrances. Caldrea makes cleaning enjoyable and worry-free with incredible, effective formulas that are addictively pleasurable to use. Products use a combination of essential oils from flowers and herbs and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients. Home cleaning products are available in scents like pear blossom agave and sea salt neroli that customers absolutely love. Guests have commented on the wonderful scents when they linger while I clean up from a dinner party. And I must say, I absolutely agree because Caldrea dish soap is the best smelling dish soap I have ever used. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and add a touch of luxury to your home care. also another um that's another pressure in itself is that what i'm hearing and what i'm personally feeling what i'm hearing from other people is that what did you do during quarantine what did you do and it becomes this thing of this pressure of i have to do something important right now i have to do something big right now and i don't know if you guys kind of feel that or but it becomes a thing and and i think that it's important to be like Yes, this is, we've been given, in a sense, a small gift, which is the gift of time, where everything is being placed on hold. So yes, we now have this time to kind of like divulge into things that maybe we haven't done before or, or you, you know, those kinds of things. And it's just, but we also need to think about that pressure and what it's doing to people because that's not okay either. So you have to really listen to yourself Take it slow. If you're having a bad day and you need that day, take it. You know right. what I mean? Like live in those moments too. They make us stronger. Right. Those down moments definitely bring out that like resilience in you. That is so important, especially during this time. Resilience is key. It really yeah. is. Yeah. You have that resilience to get through pretty much anything in life. So this is definitely a, a resilience building exercise these past months. Yeah. yeah. I, I, when this all started, I was like, I'm going to read all of the books in my apartment. Finally, <laughs> books I've just been hoarding because I buy books all the time. I'm like, I'm finally going to get through all of the books and I'm going to write my next book and I'm going to do all these things. And now, like I have two goals every single day when I wake up in the morning and it's to stay safe and stay sane. And mm-hmm. when I lie down, if I 
mastered those two things, I'm good. That's all we need to come out of this COVID experience is like still having our mental health uh, and just being okay. I agree. That's And, and, you know, like we were saying before, like when you're having those dark moments, I think it's important to, to just not, you don't want to, um, just succumb to the dark moment. I think you want to, what I've realized in my bouts of depression that I've been dealing with during this time, because I'll get it from time to time and it'll hit me. And I just don't even want to get out of bed. I don't want to do shit. And I'm just like, I just don't want to do anything today. I have to think to myself, what is this about? Why am I feeling this way? Is it just the quarantine? Is it just what's happening in the world? Is there more to this? And I think that that mental process of really thinking deeply of why you're feeling this way and connecting with that is important too, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Connecting, connecting with all of your feelings, right? So like, it's okay to feel down. It's okay to feel stressed. It's okay to want to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when you get to the next stage of coming out of that, focus on what it is that got you out of bed on Tuesday or what it is that like made you smile on Wednesday and then take like, take those notes and focus on them um, so that you can go to that every single time you're, you're feeling down. Absolutely. That's a great tip. I love that. Um, so tell us about um, your nonprofit and how things are going with it now and like, yeah, so Precious Dreams Foundation, we provide comfort items for bedtime for kids living in foster care and homeless shelters, but we also have programming that teaches these kids and empowers them to find healthy ways to cope. Uh, so we do that through yoga, meditation, writing. Sometimes we bring in guest speakers. Um, it allows us to be very hands-on and allows us to really connect with every single child that we support. So prior to COVID, we were never just giving away donations and not seeing, you know, who's on the receiving end. We were actually engaged with these kids. Um, So all of that has had to change. So now we have no contact at all with the children, but we're still serving. Um, And there's actually a higher demand now than ever because all of the shelters that we work with are not receiving used donations. Whereas throughout the year, they would rely heavily on those used donations so kids could get clothes and shoes and all of their basic necessities. Um, Now that they only need brand new items, most people are not going out and shopping for brand new things to then go donate. Um, So they rely on Precious Dreams to provide these essential comfort items. And that's things like pajamas, teddy bears, blankets, books, journals. Uh, And we are doing curbside deliveries, which is new for us, um, but it's safe. And it's something that myself and the rest of our chapter leaders across the states feel very comfortable with. So, you know, we sanitize everything. We pack the bags. We go, we deliver, we call, you know, make our six feet. We step away and we make sure that the staff come out and that they then go and distribute the comfort bags to the kids. So it's really important for us to be serving more um, now because, you know, the kids that we work with were living in very... Um, uncomfortable, uncomfortable environments. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty around being in the foster care system and not really knowing um, how temporary each placement is for you. And then, you know, when you're homeless with your family or or, or with one parent or guardian, you don't know when you'll have a home again. So 
being in this new place or this uncomfortable place already gives you a lot of anxiety. But we've seen a spike in those symptoms of like anxiety and depression. And our kids are just showing that like they're stressed just like all the rest of us. Um, but they also have less support now, which is not a good thing. No, no, there's, I was reading actually last night. I mean, it's not shocking, but there has been a huge spike um, in people reporting mental illness and it's just increasing depression, anxiety, um, all of it. And, you know, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, you know, so now we have to think, how do we, what are the steps? How do we help other people? How, you know, what do we do? How do we help the situation? Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys get therapy? I do. And I, I still like, I, we see her once to twice a week now. So you guys are it together still or individual? Together and then one individual. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's really been helping um, just keep us sane and logical. And you know what I mean? And it's like him and I are obviously around each other now, like 24 seven. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. You know, he works, I work. And it's like, thank God, like we've been, you know, knock on wood, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, it's an adjustment, and it's something to talk about. It's something to any kind of anything. It's so important to just address it, and our therapist has been, like, helping with that. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Um, I think, like, just for, to hear, for our listeners to hear this, too, um, American Psychological Associations, they have a psychological psychologist locator as a way to find a therapist for online support. So you, if you are needing one, there's online therapists that can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are also tons of apps which are more affordable that can also help with therapy. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know there's a million, but it's just something to think about. Because, you know, therapy can get expensive, but there's still help for people that, you know, can't afford that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there was one app, and I forgot the name. I think it's like, $25 a session. Okay. That's not horrible. That's good. No, yeah. it's horrible. If you do that once a week, like, you know, that's, that's manageable. It's yeah. not a horrible price. So yeah, research for sure. And, and figure out which one's right for you because also not every therapist is right for you. Right. It, it might take a few times to find the right therapist. You know, it's, that's very, very important. You right. have to connect with your therapist and you have to have that trust at the end of the day. Yeah. And even if um, like the video conferencing is not your preference for communication, there are also online therapists that you can text with. Right. So, I mean, you can send paragraphs and paragraphs of whatever you need to share with a therapist. They've just adjusted to, to support people in all ways that they communicate now. Absolutely. The new norm. Yeah. (laughs) It's like now we're learning to live with COVID. I think I finally like, instead of trying to fight against it, I'm like, no, we got to learn to live with it at this point because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We have the right information. We don't know when this is going to end, if it'll ever end. So it's important to now kind of shift that mentality and be like, I kind of have to learn to live with it at this point. Yeah. And you know, the thing that stresses me out the most is when I focus on things I can't control. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. So many things out of our control right now. So I can't stress about it. I'm just like, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. There's still really 
not a, there's no light at the end of this tunnel yet. Every time I, I start to think, you know, this is going to ease up in May, or this is going to ease up in June. Um, we get a new update saying that this is going to last longer. Or this might be coming back in the fall. We right. really just don't know. So the simple things that I can control of like how I'm feeling each day, what I'm doing each day, how much I'm pouring into myself. Like it's the only investment that I can make right now that I feel comfortable with. Absolutely. I mean, the only thing we can control at this point are ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely important. Yeah. Not to mention May is mental. What is it? Mental awareness or mental health? Mental health health awareness month. Mental health awareness month. And I'm wearing this shirt again. (laughs) Mind your mental. I know. No, you should have worn it with me. Um, Yes. Mind your mental. That's why we wanted to have you on. Um, also you work with children and I think that right now is a really confusing time for kids, you know, for them to process all of this. So what are some ways that parents can explain what's happening to their kids, ease their anxieties? I know that they're probably scared as well. Yeah. Children are definitely afraid. Um, and they're, they're being forced to suffer in ways that, um, you know, things, things that they've had that give them some type of normalcy um, have been taken away. So like, imagine if your job has been, well, our jobs have been kind of taken away. If we can work remotely, it's great. But like school has been taken away. Their friends, part of their social life has been taken away. Um, So a lot of kids want answers and, and they want answers that we might not have of when am I going back to school? Uh, when is this going to be over? Can I have a graduation? There's just so many questions. Um, and the best thing that we can do as adults is communicate to them what we do know and be very honest about what we don't. Um, because children are smart. And my sister, for, in- for instance, she is 15. Um, and a kid in her high school passed away from COVID. And she was devastated. And the first thing she said to me is, why did they lie to us and say that this doesn't affect kids? And I had to explain that they just didn't know, you know, everyone is still doing the proper research to figure out what this all really means, what the side effects are, who this impacts. Um, So just having those conversations to make them aware of what's going on, it's much better than putting them in front of a television and relying on, Um, you know, the media to provide that information. So that's key. The other thing is like adults with children in the house are, they are the people in charge of what those kids are consuming. So, you know, we are the sum of what we consume in in terms of food. Kids love to eat, kids love to snack. Um, So making sure that there are healthy options in the house Um, making sure that we're introducing healthy things for them to eat because they're not as active as they used to be. And when you eat good, you feel good. So I definitely suggest, you know, making sure that they're eating what they need. If you have the space to get your kids outdoors, get them outdoors. If you don't put yoga on the television or on your, um, on your phone, on your computer and sit your kid in front of the, the, the yoga class. There's so many free classes right now. Um, and tell them that they have to get active today. Even if it's for 30 minutes, they have to work out. It will make them feel better. I know it makes me feel better just to be active. I'm, I'm forcing myself to work out more than ever. Um, I used to joke with Nas and say that, like, I would just watch her work out on my story and be like, oh, that was a good workout today. And then, like, go about my day. 
and now I have to work out. Um, it's actually one of the things that I did with my stimulus check. So I got my stimulus check. I obviously um, had to buy food and make sure that I had the things that I needed, but I also invested in workout equipment so what? that I can build some type of like indoor gym so that I can continue working out. Right. Um, so making sure that kids have options to be active, making sure they're eating good, making sure that like they're also consuming healthy entertainment every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still try to keep that structure somewhat, give them that sense yep. of normalcy as best we can. Mm-hmm. I, man, my heart goes out to those single parents or parents who are still working from home that still have to give their kids that education. Like, can you imagine you have yeah. to still do your job and you still have to homeschool your kid at the same time? Like, how oh, are these yeah. people doing it? It's How like, are you doing it, people? <laughs> we I don't see know. you. And friends with kids are like pulling their hair out right now. I I would definitely be like right now. They're just, they're superheroes along with the nurses and the doctors. Like my gosh, I can't even imagine. And now they know how their kids teachers feel. Yeah. And it's, it's harder, right? Because like the teacher's job is to do one thing to keep Mm -hmm. your children safe and give them the education that they need. A parent's job is to do so many things, but then a parent also has their own, career. So like, how are parents supposed to work remotely, keep their jobs, and then make sure that their kids are getting the education? It's just, it's honestly too much. And and we're going to need support groups. We're going to need more resources to support parents, all parents. It's not a a specific demographic that needs more support than others. Like all parents right now need love. They need support. Check in on your parent friends. Right. That's true. That's true. Hey ladies, it's Nazanin Mandy. First off, I just want to say thank you so much for being such loyal listeners. Nadia and I appreciate you tuning in every week to Ladies Like Us. We love you and hope you are staying happy and healthy. So I just launched a new fitness line called Infinity Fit and they are full body resistance bands They are meant to build and maintain lean muscle. I also have some new workout videos out. If you are interested in the bands, you can go to theinfinityfit.com. What I love most about the bands is you can do them anywhere. You don't need a gym to use them. You can literally sit in front of your TV for five minutes, use the bands, and with consistency, you will notice a difference over time. So again, if you're interested, visit theinfinityfit.com for purchase. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm Autumn Calabrese, and I have a question for you. How do you do life? I might be a superstar trainer, but I'm also a boy mom, sister, daughter, friend, and entrepreneur. You might think my life is all working out and cooking healthy, delicious recipes, but trust me, there is so much more to it, and this is it. This is all of those real moments you talk about with your family and friends. Ever wonder what else life has to offer? Bring your curious appetite, and let's do life together. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastOne.com. Okay, can we get can we get juicy with you, Nicole? <laughs> what is it? What let's kind of juicy are you looking for? Let's pull the tea now. <laughs> so you are in a fairly new relationship, right? Yes. And I you am. guys are quarantining together. So this is a lot of intimate close closeness all at once in the very beginning. How's that going for you? You know what? Um, surprisingly, 
it's going really, really well. Wonderful. Um, so I, met, I met someone um, on a work project about a year ago, but we okay. started dating, I'd say like towards the end of January this year. Um, and then right before we realized how serious this pandemic was going to become, um, I just suggested to him that I was kind of, you know, trying to stay at home as much as possible just to make sure that I'm safe. And he was doing the same. Um, and I said, why don't we, you know, spend a couple weeks just quarantining together because no one knew that this was going to last so long. Right. Um, so he came up to, he, we live in different states. He came to visit me. Um, we decided to quarantine for two weeks. He's still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. nice. so we are like officially in a relationship now. <laughs> It feels like we have been together for two years at this point. When I tell you we have done things together that like normal people don't do when they're dating. Uh Um, His grandfather passed away a few weeks ago and we sat together on the couch. We actually got dressed up for his funeral on Zoom. Um, And we sat together and I held his hand and we, you know, had to watch the service online and, you know, he was crying. I was crying. It was just so emotional. You know, I've been crying to him as I've been dealing with the stuff with my family. There was a time when my dad called, my dad actually called me and he called to say goodbye. Like he thought it was his last conversation. He was telling me, you know, messages to give to the rest of the family. And he was like, I can't, I can't breathe anymore. You know, he was struggling to get these words out and he was just saying, this is it. I don't have much time. You know, it might be 20 minutes. I don't know, but like, I'm not going to live. And, you know, my boyfriend was just sitting there right next to me, just holding my hand. So we kind of joke about it and say like, we've been together for a short amount of time, but it feels like two years. And I'm just so happy that he's here um, because God does everything, you know, with good reason. Um, whether it feels to us like it's a bad lesson or, you know, it's something we never wished we would have went through. Um, it's all opportunities for us to learn and grow. And, and, you know, he must have known that I was going to need a shoulder, that he was going to need a shoulder. So we're really lucky to have each other. And, and I'm, I'm very happy that I'm not tired of him yet because I get tired of people very easily. That's <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate test at the end of yeah. the day. Who wants to be around anyone for this much time? Like, I love you guys. I wouldn't want to be stuck in a house too much. I feel you on that. I need my alone time. I get it. I get it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Omar and I are the same way. I mean, granted, you guys haven't been together. We've only been together for, we're going on three years now, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It flew by. But we're chilling. Like, we don't. So how are you staying good? How are you guys, like getting along through all of that. I think a big part of it is uh, the fact that he's still working. So for from like seven to four, Monday through Friday, he's busy doing his own thing. And we give ourselves time to do our own thing. You know what I mean? So there's that, which I think is important. Um, we just really like each other. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like, yeah. And if we, if there are times where one of us are kind of snappy or edgy, I think we just allow us to step away. We allow each other to step away and give us that, give each other that little space. Right. And then once we're out of the funk, then things are back to normal. I mean, but that rarely happens. I'm just with the right person and I know it and it's evident now more than ever. Yeah. So I got lucky. This is all a test. All of it. It's all a test. 
Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that, Nicole. I'm very happy for you. And very he's good. so nice. He's like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Good. I can't he wait. To- a nice guy. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait until we can all get together. For sure. I miss Coachella. I know, me too. <laughs> so we have to do like a social distancing like barbecue. Everyone like we'll put marks on the floor. Everybody just bring your own booze and everyone keep your distance. <laughs> In the park. <laughs> Man. Okay, so before we wrap things up, um, I think we should just share a few tips to everyone who may be struggling right now. We've kind of elaborated on it um, during the, our conversation, but let's just go back to it real quick. If you guys are feeling stressed, if you're feeling depressed, anxious, these are the things that are going to help you during this time. Create a routine. Don't be too aspirational in your schedule either. Be realistic and make it simple. Stay active, exercise, eat well, and get enough sleep, right? All the basics. <laughs> and stay connected with your friends and family. I think that that's another important one that we, we kind of forget to do. Um, and I know that that helps me because the minute I FaceTime somebody, which I hate FaceTime, but now all of a sudden I'm down for it because that's all I have. Um, it does make me feel better. I feel connected and it feels more normal you know, just to talk to my friends and to see you guys, you know, we're starting our day. I get to see Nas. I get to see you, Nicole, and it feels better. Yeah. No, I love all that. The the only thing I would add to that, um, the CDC on their website, they actually have a bunch of mental health resources. And if you need any type of like professional, um, support, or if you need any of those hotlines, you can get all of those numbers. You can get everything on the CDC website. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Yes. Of course. Thanks for having me. Anytime. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> we love this you. Is, this is therapy for me. You know, just seeing you guys, being able to talk through it. The, the point of Mental Health Awareness Month is to just have conversations about our mental health. Um, your mental health is not something that is guaranteed to be great at all times. You have to invest in it. You have to, on a daily basis, make positive decisions so that you can cope with all of the challenges because there's going going to be more challenges. This is not the last thing that we're all going to go through. Um, and just because someone doesn't suffer from like a mental illness doesn't mean they have um, perfect mental health. No one does. So it's the thing that unites us. We just need to continue being vulnerable, continue sharing these stories and just leaning on each other with the truth. Absolutely. That right there. That's what ends the stigma right there. Sharing yeah. the stories and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all going through this together. Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.